Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. You can follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and be a fan of our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cruise radio. While you're on Facebook, by the way, we invite you to join our Facebook fan page, Keep Cruise in Jacksonville. The contract for the port here expires next year, and so there's some debate as to where it will land uh, and whether it stays in Jacksonville. Yeah, you'll find some good local headlines on there uh, and some good conversation as well. On this show, Orlando, Chris is our guest. We had the great pleasure of sailing with him aboard the Norwegian Epic not too terribly long ago. Had a great time with him. And uh, we wanted to hear about his experience when he went to Alaska. Yeah, he did a land excursion and a cruise, too, so I can't wait to hear all about it. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is with us. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Okay, this sounds like a joke. I was hearing that they're thinking about Brownsville, Texas as a port. Brownsville, Texas, which, you know, (laughs) you have to go and pull out a map. They've got a wild idea that the cruise industry would be interested uh, in two things. One using Brownsville as a turnaround port, which means people will fly or drive into Brownsville, which doesn't have an airport, mm-hmm. um, or that uh, if you're sailing, let's say, out of Galveston, that you know they would want to stop in Brownsville. And for those who don't know, Brownsville is on the very southeastern tip of Texas at the Mexican border, basically in the middle of nowhere. The nearest major city is San Antonio, which is 265 miles away. The nearest airport, essentially, is Corpus Christi. So anyone that's flying in would have to fly into Dallas and then fly to Corpus Christi. So this could be a possibly a two or three stop for some people. So and, why would this be a good idea? <laughs> no, this would be a horrendous idea. Right. And for Brownsville, it would be it would really behoove them to save the money on this feasibility study that they're about to embark on. Not to mention they're 18 miles inland. Yeah. So they, they should save the, the taxpayers hard-earned money and, and really, you know, realize this is not a, a realistic idea. I'm sure that, you know, Padre Island, which is near Brownsville, right. is very nice. Eighty percent of all the people that sail out of Galveston, Texas, come from Texas. Yeah. So the reality is that they've already been to uh, Padre Island. Been there, have the T-shirt. So, you know, they, they want to get to the Caribbean. Yeah. So the reality is that there's no, there's no flying into Brownsville. There's no driving into Brownsville. And I'm not sure what's in the water down there. But <laughs> there's not a chance any cruise line, even, even uh, you know, Celebration Cruise Line, uh, would even consider Brownsville, Texas. And I just saved them, you know, maybe $200,000. I was going to say, those feasibility studies aren't cheap, are they? No. They're, they could cost uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars. And if any of these experts are telling them that they have a remote chance, please. Okay, let's talk about the Epic now. It's on its third Caribbean sailing right now out of Miami. How's that doing? Well, the bookings have actually picked up, which is great news. Right. And uh, the ship is sailing full, which is uh, very good news for, for NCL. But, uh, you know, it's, it's due in large part, uh, you know, to the ag- extremely aggressive sales that they've got going on right now where they're essentially, you know, offering, um, you know, reduced, heavily reduced airfares, significant uh, reduction in price, and, and, and very good upgrades. You know, ocean views up the balconies and 
balconies up to deluxe balconies, and it's uh, it's invigorated, uh, especially their uh, past passenger base. So with the epic sales they're having, that's what has the bookings up then? Uh, that's the most uh, significant impact uh, that right now for their bookings okay. across the board. And Royal Caribbean had their second quarter earnings call last week. Um, did we find out if the Epic is affecting the Oasis sailings? Well, that question was raised, and um, the president of Royal Caribbean said that Epic was having a 3% impact on Caribbean capacity for the full year and about a 6% impact on the back half of this year, uh-huh. which is not that significant. And that's, those, those were his quotes. And you know, so, so their senses upon arrival, it's generated a lot of publicity for the industry, which is always a good thing. It's not having a significant impact on Royal Caribbean's performance. But uh, it is having an impact on NCL's performance, and, and that's really what matters for them. Right. Stuart, we have a listener email. We always love getting these. You can email comments at cruiseradio.net. This from Carol in San Diego. Carol writes, a lot of itineraries show a private beach or private island on the itinerary. What is that? A lot of itineraries uh, into the Caribbean actually include private uh, islands or private beaches. In the case of, let's say, Royal Caribbean uh, has a private island called Coco Cay, where they have a private beach in Labadee, Haiti. Mm-hmm. These are you know, private facilities for these cruise lines, and it's, it's like a Robinson Crusoe experience. They've got all kinds of, you know, they may have water parks, depending on, on the line. It's just a nice day to be able to go out, enjoy a beach. They have beach barbecues, all kinds of activities uh, for the kids, you know, slides. Uh, they may have sunken ships and snorkeling and just hanging out in hammocks. These are some of the highlights for a lot of the Caribbean itineraries, you know, with the private islands, and uh, they're just a lot of fun. Again, you can email comments at cruiseradio.net or call 866-874-7957. Leave a voicemail. Who knows? You might end up on the show. That's 866-874-7957. But now our first guest, Orlando Chris, is a travel agent and writer. We had the great pleasure of sailing with him aboard the brand spanking new Norwegian Epic. They had a two-night media cruise and had a lot of fun. Orlando Chris uh, recently sailed aboard the Coral Princess at a nice land tour and a cruise through Alaska. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Chris. Thanks, Matt. Nice to be here. You recently sailed aboard the Coral Princess. Follow me at Sea Cruise. Is that right? It is. It's indeed right. It was a 12-day uh, Alaska cruise tour on Princess Cruises. Where'd you fly into? We flew into Anchorage from Orlando. It's, uh, it was quite a day. It was about a 16-hour travel day. Oh, so first recommendation is try to go a day ahead if you can, because no matter where you come from going to Alaska, it's a long flight. Is there anything in particular you should look for when you're booking a flight like that across the country to make things easier for you? Absolutely. If I had to do it over again, first of all, book way in advance, as, pos- as far in advance as possible, as most direct flight as possible. But I think that if, if I had to do it over, I would stop, say, in Chicago mm-hmm. and uh, spend a day there or uh, at least get into town uh, uh, a day before uh, whatever it is you're doing is starting in Alaska. Because there's, there's basically three ways you can do it. You can do a northbound Alaska cruise, a southbound Alaska cruise, or a round trip from, like, Seattle or uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And um, on the one we did, which was a southbound from um, cruise from, uh, we started in Fairbanks and ended up in Vancouver, we did the land portion first, then a seven-day cruise. If I had to do it over, I think I'd get another day on the, on the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
and be able to uh, adjust to the time. But on the other hand, if I had to do it over, I'd do it exactly the way we did because they did a real good job with it, and we had a great time. When's the best time to go to Alaska? For 2011, the first ship that leaves uh, is Disney Wonder, leaves on May 3rd uh-huh. of 2011, and then they end up, uh, I think the last one goes in September, Norwegian Pearl goes in September 18th. Uh, so it's, it's uh, not a real short season, but it is, it is definitely seasonal. What I liked about going when we did was that it was light pretty much 24 hours a day. Wow. You know, we were on uh, several tours, land tours to begin with, and uh, one of the bus drivers said, you know, you know we have uh, 21 hours worth of uh, uh, sunshine here a day. And I said, hold up just a minute. <laughs> uh, as far as I can tell, the sun kind of dims about 3 o'clock in the morning, but that's about it. And he said, yeah, wow. that's, that's really true, because it never really does go down at that time of the year. Now, the days get uh, longer as the, as the year goes on to where it's the reverse. And in the wintertime, it hardly ever gets light. I think June is a, go- is a great time to go. Pricing-wise... May and June are good times, too, mm-hmm. and booking as far in advance is definitely a great idea. What kind of advice would you offer on what cruise line to pick if you're planning on going to Alaska? Well, it kind of depends which way you're going to go. When I first thought about Alaska, I thought someday I would do Alaska. Mm-hmm. When I was invited along on this trip, here it was right in front of me all at once, and it was a land tour and then a cruise afterwards. I always thought I would do the round trip like from Seattle or Vancouver because I was used to cruising. Mm-hmm. If you decide to go with the land tour first or the land tour afterwards, I would definitely pick either Princess or Holland America. Princess would be my number one choice, I think, um, because they just do the best job there. They have the most facilities, and that counts a lot. Their hotel stru- uh, infrastructure is uh, superb. All the cruise lines have cruise tours. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go. If you only had seven days, I'd say the round trip Seattle or Vancouver uh, cruise is a, is a good way to go. It's, um, I'm tempted to say better than nothing, and that's, that, that would be probably inaccurate to say so. But having the cruise tour uh, added on to the cruise uh, gives so much more, and you get so much, so farther, much farther into Alaska, and you get to see so much more of it that it makes a big difference. Let's get some clarification here. What what is a land tour? It sounds boring to me. Is it is yeah. are they cool or what? It did to me. In fact, I thought you know to begin with. Well, we got to get through this four day land tour before we get on the ship, and then the, then it'll be exciting once we get on the ship because I felt comfortable with cruising. I'd never been on a cruise tour before. Mm-hmm. Actually, it turned out the land tour was probably the best part of the whole experience. And that's because you get up close and personal with the surroundings that you're in. We started out in Fairbanks at the uh, Fairbanks Princess uh, Riverside Lodge, which is a great facility. And we did a uh, riverboat cruise that went up and down a river where we uh, stopped beside where they had a, a camp that was training dogs for dog sleds. And oh, we cool. watched that. We saw that's neat. Uh, a seaplane uh, come and land on the river, get off and, and go. And it was just a really neat experience. Between shore excursions and land excursions, a shore excursion happens from the ship, land excursion happens when you're on the land part, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, the uh, land excursion, you're more into the interior of Alaska, and you get to see more of what's going on there. What kind of uh, accommodations do they put you in? Are the lodges and the hotels actually nice? Yeah, they are. They're not like five-star hotels. More with, rustic. Uh, service and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, they're more rustic. They're lodges. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the, the views are spectacular. A friend of ours told me, you'll get to Alaska and you want to take a picture everywhere you look. And that was so true. It's like every, in every direction there's some other magnificent, wonderful thing that you have to take a picture of. 
Alaska is, is just a majestic place with um, so many natural wonders and, and things that the land tours make a big difference. One of the big things on land tours is to get in the air, either in an airplane or a helicopter. And right. those, are not, those are not inexpensive, but that's a must-do thing to, uh, for there. We did a flyby of uh, Mount McKinley, 23,000-foot right. uh, mountain. And that was one of the most breathtaking things I've ever seen. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Follow me. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmos. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah. Cruise One. I'm a weirdo. Travel agent and writer Orlando Chris is our guest. Before we get back into it, Chris, just wanted to mention this cool iPhone app that was uh, released not too long ago from Costa Cruises. I just downloaded it, actually. It took 11 seconds to download. Yeah, I've been playing with it all show. All 14 ships are available on this thing. It is so cool. Yeah, 360 views, a virtual tour, I should say, of each ship. Uh, photo galleries and descriptions. and uh, You can even view webcams on here of the different ships. Oh, it's, oh yeah. It's a very cool feature. That's neat. And uh, just go to iTunes. You can find it right there. And the best part, it's absolutely free. Woo-hoo! Orlando Chris is with us on the line, and he recently went aboard the Coral Princess to Alaska. And Doug is probably going to punch me in the face uh, because I bring this up every time we talk to somebody who went to Alaska. Both Doug and I have never been, so my only reference point is the Sandra Bullock movie, The Proposal, where they spend a lot of time in the very village, the, the town of Sitka, which seems just so beautiful. You mentioned the majesty of Alaska earlier, but it, it just seems so, so quaint. Ketchikan is one of those. Uh, totem pole capital of the world. Yeah. I thought, okay, boring. Totem pole capital of the world, but okay, how many of those will be there? In fact, I thought that about the whole thing. I thought, okay, I'd be saying about halfway through, okay, there's another glacier, yeah, yeah, so what? Here's, here's another totem pole, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but being there, it's totally different. It, it's um, it, it's the, the majesty and the huge size of things like glaciers are just beyond belief. Uh, it, it's, uh, 
uh, I thought, well, you better hurry up, uh, get up there and see it before it all melts because of, because of global warming. Turns out global warming is not going to be the uh, end of Alaska. Uh, we find out when we get there, and uh, you can sure see why, because these things are just huge, and, and the state is just enormous. You, you, you don't have to look too far to find a map where they've superimposed Alaska on the continental United States, and the lower 48, as they call it up there. Right. And... Um, how how big Alaska really is? It's it's just huge, and but the people there the people there are so nice. Um, it's it's um, part I think part by by necessity, yeah. and part because they have a, a sh- uh, relatively short tourist season that they need to make a lot of money on. Huh. And uh, but but they are very friendly people there. They can't do enough for you, uh, no matter where you turn. Um, they're happy to tell you all about the state, all about what you're looking at, um, answer the questions that you don't think you're going to have, but you do when you get there and you get into it, and and um, and, you, and you really get to uh, uh, learning more about the state and, and what they have to offer there. That's awesome. Uh, what clothes are you packing? Best thing, absolute best thing to bring for Alaska is a hooded jacket that's fleece-lined and waterproof. That'll take care of most everything. Chris, tell us about the food on board. Seafood, big time, star of the show in Alaska. Uh, and my best advice to people that love seafood is pace yourself. Because from the, the minute you step foot on Alaskan soil, they're talking about uh, king crab and Alaskan salmon. And uh, for those who are big seafood fans, there's nothing better. Please tell me there's endless amounts of Alaskan king crab legs. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> they are, and they are fabulous. I, I bought crab legs, crab legs. How, oh. What could be the difference? But these are, they, there's, a, there's a big difference. These are fresh. They just caught them, and they just cooked them, and they're for you right there. And oh. you can eat as much as you want? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Any moose burgers? Um, you know, I saw those. Uh, yes, they're on the menu at places. I didn't try one. I don't know that that's even true, but I, that, they, that they do have them on the menu. So your cruise ended up in Vancouver, which is out of the U.S. Is there any special disembarkation practices that people should know about before getting off the ship into Vancouver? Yeah. Plan to spend a little time in Vancouver. Um, we didn't. We, we didn't even think about it. Um, and if I had thought about it, I think I would have spent the night and, and uh, enjoyed the city for a little bit because we're driving through on the way to the airport, and the guy's going, well, that was the, there's that Olympic thing, and there's that Olympic thing. And Vancouver's a beautiful city, yeah. too. I've never been there before. But otherwise, no, except, uh, oh, I take that back. Uh, Princess has a thing, and I, I think a couple other ones do, but I'm not sure. It's called Express Checkout. Mm-hmm. where you set your luggage out uh, at night, and they have it checked all the way through to your final destination. Nice. You don't touch it. You see it when you get home. Now, I was a little huh. leery of that, you know, thinking, okay, well, what the heck, we'll give it a try. But um, it was there when we got back in Orlando, <laughs> and uh, it, it looked like it had been at some distance, but uh, it was That's all cool. there and all in one piece. That's and good. that was just as easy as could be. And it, it, it's cheap. It's like it's uh, $20 a bag to do it and uh, huh. uh, it, 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 it's easy what they do though that's is, great actually that's a great service well and and that's not that's not all um, but that's they, not all there's that's, more that, that's not all they they, uh, <laughs> they put you on a bus uh, and seal the bus <laughs> when you when you're on the ship they escort you off the ship and put you on a bus and seal the bus they put a seal on the door Right beside you is a truck that has the luggage on it. They put the luggage on the truck and seal the luggage. Uh-huh. You get to the airport, 
and go through customs in the parking lot. Uh-huh. If the parking lot, if the, if the seal is not broken on the bus or on the uh, truck with the uh, luggage, they just you go right into the airport and get right on the plane. Nice. No huh. customs, no like uh, immigration, nothing. That's great. Well, it it it, it was unique. I I'd not done that before, and and that is really the way to go. It I like was it. just super easy. He is travel agent, travel blogger Orlando Chris. Found at chriscruises.wordpress.com, or you can follow him on Twitter at Orlando Chris. Chris, excellent to uh, talk to you and hear about your adventure. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Right, talk to you later. Thanks, buddy. Bye bye. Bye. You're listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest-growing cruise talk radio show in the nation. Stuart on the Cruise Guy, is back with your hot deals. Let us begin with another listener email. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. This one from Jennifer in Vancouver. Yeah, Jennifer says, I've seen a lot of cruise sales going on lately by cruise lines. Are these sales really worthwhile? Let me tell you, that's been a hot topic the last week, considering there's probably been four cruise lines uh, coming out with all kinds of sales. And just because there's a sale, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are deals. What they are saying is that, uh, you know, the bookings as we're heading into the fall uh, may have slowed a little bit, and we need a little bit of help. But, you know, the offers right now have not been too aggressive. Um, but, uh, you know, as I said, uh, you know, some of these, you know, there are, there are deals right now. And, you know, we mentioned at the top, uh, we can roll right into it as a great example. The NCL uh, sale that's going on right now where they're offering significant upgrades, uh, discounts uh, on the prices. Um, and they, they, on Epic specifically, they've got a uh, deal going on right now that if you book a balcony or a deluxe balcony or higher, you'll be able to get a $99 or a $199 air add-on depending on you know, where your, you know, your gateway is which is, is significant. That'll save people a ton of money. And I've actually seen uh, cabins for deluxe balconies, deluxe family balcony cabins, that were less expensive with air than the inside cabins. Mm. So now is a great time to be you know, taking a look at the fall deals because you know, we are at the time of year when the ships begin to reposition back from Alaska and Europe, back to the States. Uh, especially with uh, the ships coming from Alaska, we're going to find some fabulous deals uh, not only in the Caribbean, but you know, along the Mexican Riviera through the Panama Canal, uh, as a great example. Coming up on September 24th, uh, NCL's Norwegian Pearl. It's going to be doing a 14-night cruise from Los Angeles to Miami with stops in like Cabo San Lucas, Acapulco, Huatulco, Puerto Quetzal, Punta Arenas. It's actually then going to go through the canal. Uh, it's a great itinerary. And, I mean, they got pricing starting at just $899 per person. Nice on an inside cabin for a 14-night sailing, again, September 24th, as an example of, of some of these repositioning cruises. Now, for people looking for the West Coast, um, August 22nd, August 29th, Royal Caribbean's Mariner of the Seas, it's only going to be there for until January. I mean, there's $479 California resident rates you know, for seven nights on Mariner of the Seas, 577 if you're not a California resident. And, uh, you know, back, you know, heading to the East Coast on one of our favorite ships, Celebrity Solstice. Again, you know, in the, you know, still in the peak part of the summer before we get into the fall, August 22nd, August 29th, they've got some cruise-only rates as low as $799, which includes a balcony. Nice. 
here, here's the best part, guys. Ready? Mm-hmm. If you book the August 22nd or August 29th sailing, you mention Cruise Radio, and you wear red shorts on Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> you'll get a $100 credit toward a future cruise. So yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, incentives out there and, and a lot of really good deals you have to take advantage of so it's a good time Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy can be found at cruiseguy.com you can also follow him on Twitter at Cruise Guy you can also follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and join our Facebook fan page facebook.com slash cruise radio next week on the show we have Andy Garnett CEO of Special Needs at Sea Renee will also join us giving us her full review of the Emerald Princess on her July 4th sailing speaking of the Emerald Princess by the way I don't know if you heard this uh, this past Sunday it actually lost power and propulsion Right after it left Port Everglades uh, for their little, the little Caribbean cruise, but it's all back up to speed now. It's good to hear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all is well in Princess Land. Good deal. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford, and I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio.